Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Gray, and today we are diving into part two of seven of our chakra series. Today we are diving into the sacral chakra, the home of your emotions, and where you manifest the life of your dreams. I cannot wait to dive into all this amazing information. Let's get started. Have you been feeling withdrawn or feeling a lack of connection to others? Have you been struggling with addiction or blaming everyone or feeling really codependent? Is it always someone else's fault? Is that is that happening right now? Is it always someone else's fault? Are you lacking creativity? Are you recently gaining more weight or struggling with your libido? Welcome <laughs> to your sacral chakra. <laughs> These are all the challenging aspects when our sacral chakra is not balanced. However, there's so much amazing, juicy, wonderful goodness that lives here when it is balanced. When our sacral chakra is balanced, we feel connected, we feel creative, we feel alive, we feel desired, we de- we have desire, we feel joyous and juicy and amazing. So let me tell you, it's worth doing the work in all of our energy centers, especially because they all work together holistically as a whole system. However, the sacral chakras benefits (laughs) because it is the home of our emotions, helps us to feel better, to feel, to feel more alive, connected, and wonderful. Our sacral chakra is located just above our root chakra. So it is approximately two to three inches below your belly button and it works really closely with the root chakra. So one and two work really closely together and they are all about this primal need. So last week you learned about the root chakra. It was all about your primary needs, your basic needs. It was, where's your housing? Where's your safety? Where's your security? Where's your protection? Where's your belonging? So now this is our next level of belonging in how you interact with other people and how you interact with yourself. It is about connection. It is about emotion. It is about feeling this aliveness within you. And when you get this one right, you are finding that being a human is pretty amazing and that this journey here can feel safe, protected, connected and full. Our sacral chakra is our warehouse of emotions. This is where all of our emotions live and it's where they show up. When we become over emotional, we feel it here. When we are closed off, we feel it here. And we're going to talk in a little bit about the physical representations of that. But right now I want to talk about two different charts that I'll include down below of experts who have explained how important our emotional system is. And as I talk every week, energy is the common denominator. And our emotions dictate the vibration, the frequency at which our energy resonates. So as we are feeling frustrated, angry, grieving, sad, our energy frequency resonates at a slower and lower pace. 
as we raise that energy and rise up that scale, which I'll talk about in just a second, we then find that our energetic frequency resonates faster, higher, and then we attract life that feels higher, higher vibration. We are able to draw in the life of our dreams. So in the incredible book, Power Versus Force, he details the spectrum of consciousness. And he, which I'll include a link down below, but he lists the emotions and then the energetic frequency at which these emotions resonate. So at lowest is shame and it resonates at 20. And then there is guilt at 30, apathy at 50, grief at 75, fear at 100, desire at 125, anger at 150, pride at 175, courage at 200, neutrality. I've also seen this as hope, which I actually really like. We'll talk about that in a second. But neutrality is at 250, willingness is at 310, acceptance is at 350, reason is at 400, love is at 500, joy is at 540, peace is at 600, and enlightenment is at 700. So when we are feeling shame or guilt, apathy or grief, we are resonating at the lowest energetic frequency possible. And this is why they have now come to determine shame-based parenting doesn't work or shame-based leadership doesn't work. Neither of those things work because it is too low vibe. (laughs) And I'm sure that you have experienced someone trying to shame you into acting the way they want you to act. And nobody likes that. Nobody likes the way that feels. There's a reason why it is so low vibe. It is now, thankfully, our consciousness as a collective is raising. So we are raising ourselves out of this shame guidance. But as as these emotions rise up this chart from shame to guilt to apathy to fear, we reach this place of neutrality But like I said, on a different chart, I have seen this as hope. And it is in this moment of hope that we begin to shift from this lower vibration of anger and fear. But then we find ourselves hopeful that things could change. So they haven't changed yet and we don't feel that change yet, but we hope that they're going to change. And it is in this moment of hope that this powerful emotion begins to transform our mindset, our life, and our energetic experience. Because then we move on to willingness, acceptance, reason, love, joy, peace, enlightenment. And when we reach this place of gratitude and peace and love, we are then resonating at this higher vibration that draws in all the blessings that are also resonating at that same level. And Abraham Hicks has what they refer to as the emotional guidance scale. I will also include this in the link down below. But very similarly, they rank emotions from lowest vibration to highest vibration. So for them, fear, grief, depression, despair, powerlessness are all at the bottom. And then again, it makes its way up through anger and blame, worry, doubt, pessimism, all the way up to joy, appreciation, empowerment, freedom, love. I would add gratitude to that, to that line as well, personally. 
but how you can then use this system. So Abraham Hicks talks about using this particular system to elevate yourself into a higher vibration. So what you would do is you would look at this list and say, okay, I am jealous of this person because they have something I want. And I think jealousy comes in two parts. I think that you can be jealous of someone and want what they have, but are okay with them having it. You just want it too. But then the much lower vibration that is actually coveting is when you are jealous of someone, but you also don't want them to have it either. And that is a much lower vibration that believes in not only jealousy, but also this state of lack. And that you believe that the world can only offer so much and that we don't live in this abundant world that can offer some to everybody. There's plenty, there's, there's plenty for everyone. So we can begin to shift our thinking that they can have it and we can have it too. Everyone can have it. Everyone can be healthy, happy, and joyous, abundantly joyous. So while Hawkins had the spectrum of consciousness, Abraham Hicks has the emotional guidance scale. And there's a lot of really great videos on how you can use this system. It's a really powerful system. I will actually do that as a separate podcast after our chakra series. And we have a couple guests lined up too. So in a while, there will be a podcast where we actually show you how to use this scale. But there's a lot of great videos too. If you want to click in, watch that video, see how you use this emotional scale to elevate your emotion, elevate your energy to get you to a place of high vibration and manifesting the life of your dreams. As we raise our emotion, we raise our energetic vibration. And when you vibrate at a lower frequency, you are seeking and searching for your path. This is where you feel lost. However, when you vibrate at a higher frequency, that path you've been looking for finds you. So this, I saw this as a meme, a shorter meme. I'm expanding on it. <laughs> but I saw this a couple weeks ago. I have, I've actually made it as my homepage on my phone because I, anytime I would start to have a lower thought or a lower vibration, I then think about having that higher vibration and having that path come to me rather than me exhausting my energy and seeking that path. I allow my emotions to be in this place that the path can come to me. So if I haven't already offered enough reasons to care about your emotions, aside from that, it feels juicy and happy and wonderful and connected, and you manifest the life of your dreams there. Another amazing reason to care about your emotions and this energy center is that our thoughts trigger our emotions, our emotions move our energy and our energy manifests physically. So this is how our emotions literally make us sick. They become stuck in our body and create illness within the body. This is why I'm sure you've heard the term dis-ease, right? That there is energy stagnation within the body creating illness. So the right side of the body is male. The left side of the body represents female. So if you have something on the right side of your body, take a look, decide who might be the trigger or you might be the trigger. How are you honoring yourself? 
How are you feeling honored by someone else? Is there something you need to talk about or just to simply let go? So often we don't even need to have the conversation. We just need to make peace with ourselves about the situation. And then the energy begins to move and you begin to heal. So to convince you even further, I actually looked up what the top three illnesses are currently. And it says it is heart problems, respiratory problems, and stroke. So as you know, if you've listened to my client podcast, you have heard me reference this incredible book that details all the emotional reasons why we get sick. So I, th- I decided that I would read through those three things. In case you happen to be struggling with these things, you can then decide whether or not this feels right for you and whether you want to do a little more work here in your emotional center to balance your emotions. Heart problems, brokenhearted, abandonment, paranoid, and rejection expecting. They are desperately dependent and rescuing in the hope that someone will rescue them. They have little or no sense of personal worth or deservingness of love as if they lost out in the love sweepstakes altogether. Their feeling is that they are unfit for human consumption and that no one could, would, or should ever be there with or for them. Yet hope springs eternal and they constantly put out reams of heart energy and service in the heart of their heart's dream that someday their prince, princess will come. It is the result of a loveless, shame-inducing, and exploitive, dysfunctional family who gave them no support, nurturance, acceptance, or fulfillment. Instead, they harped on how you asked for it to such a degree that the individual now believes it in their heart. Or heartless hardening of the heart and of the attitudes joyless and intense belief in the necessity of stress and strain, unable to manifest agape and universal love or acceptance and to process love. They are feeling suppressing, cut off from any form of love and hung up in principles. There is a certain resemblance to Scrooge in their workaholic, achievaholic, intimacy, avoidance, and type A driveness. There is a great deal of extremely suppressed grief and pain that they simply will not get in touch with at all costs. They are totally self-immersed, input-deflecting, hard-hearted, rejecting, vengeful, and hateful as a manifestation of long-standing emotional problems that arose as a function of being treated in the same manner as a child, as well as finding that giving it back harder works. My heart just goes out to anyone and everyone who is struggling with heart problems. I want you to love yourself enough to heal and heal yourself enough to thrive. I want you to feel the love, know that you are loved, that there is this universal love, even if there is no one in your life. As a human who you feel the love from, there is universal love. There is divine love there for you. And when you can bask in this knowingness, I hope that it begins to soften and heal your heart. So number two, respiratory problems. They feel highly unsafe in the world and they fear taking in life fully as a result. It is the result of untrustworthy, depriving, and or self-immersed parenting. So with that is pneumonia, desperate and tired of life due to generalized disturbances. They are having salt poured in emotional wounds that are not allowed to heal. They are suffering under the influence of lifelong suppressed grief. They are fearful and anxious to the point that they are being overcome with futility feelings. They are struggling with confusion-inducing emotional conflict, and there is a failure to maintain immunity to negative ideas. They have a very strong ego that is getting in their way. 
It came about from effective emotional abandonment at a very early age to which they reacted with becoming a self-made person with a portable plexiglass phone booth around them. They can't let people in or themselves out. They also have the experience of having to handle the whole of life single-handedly with no help from any friends. While this has made for a modicum of success as a survival strategy, it has cut them off from joy and love, and that is now taking its toll. So for those of you who are struggling with respiratory problems or pneumonia, again, love yourself enough to heal, heal yourself enough to thrive. Bask in this love, bask in knowing that there is love surrounding you. And we often create our own situations. We don't let people in and then we feel lonely. And so it takes this matter of feeling safe and secure in our root chakra. So going back to last week's podcast, when we feel safe and secure, protected and included, then we feel safe enough to open up our hearts to others. So if you are struggling with any heart issues, go back to last week's podcast and listen to that again and decide which of those tools you can begin to incorporate into your life. And finally, stroke. This is the resultant of a subconscious death wish. They have, by the way, I know I've talked about it in another podcast. This particular book is not very kind. (laughs) At some point in my book writing world, life line. I intend to rewrite this much kinder, but it's not very nice. It's just that I do find that there's a lot of wisdom here. I'll begin again with his meanness. Okay. Stroke. This is the resultant of a subconscious death wish. They have a no one cares attitude and they have an intense resistance to people and things. They are rejecting life and they would rather die than change. They tend to become engaged in compulsive and codependent compassion and in taking on the problems of the world in a servaholic, unsung hero, heroine pattern. They then get burned out and resentfully burned up about the lack of recognition and support in their lives. Now they have finally reached the point where they are giving up and trying to put an end to it all. It is the resultant of their being the family hoist in a severely dysfunctional, exploitive, and self-immersed family. There is a universal family for you there. There is love and wholeness and completeness for you in the root chakra, in the second chakra. This is courageous work. This is brave work. This is hard work. Recognizing that any of those may be true for you. If you want to dive in further, Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life, has an incredible list of illnesses that are caused by different emotions. And she details which emotions cause those particular ailments. This, I hope for you, is beginning to open up to why and how this is so important. Now, if you don't want to do all that journaling, you don't want to do all that emotional exploration, you can use these tools to help strengthen and balance your second chakra that ultimately it's energy. So yes, our emotions and our thoughts absolutely make a difference. But if you're not ready to go there, there are still things you can do. You can do all these things I'm about to tell you. Choose one or two and don't get overwhelmed by it. But this begins to make huge monumental shifts in your energy and in your emotional and physical health. So from a location standpoint, again, your sacral chakra 
resides two to three inches below your belly button. And as you learned last week, each energy center is balanced and strengthened and healed by an element of our world. So the element that heals our second chakra is water. And doesn't this make sense? Because the physical organs that this energy center feeds are our bladder, our kidneys, our sexual organs, all of which have water, a water component to them, right? Water flows through, liquids flow through all of these organs. And so when we've drank enough water, and I am a water diva, absolutely water diva, and I have been for years. And to be honest, it has made all the difference in the world. I only drink mineral water as an intuitive and an empath. I burn through extra minerals, which we'll talk about actually in a couple of weeks when we talk about our third eye. So in replacing those minerals with my water, I used to get migraines all the time and I don't get migraines anymore. And when I feel a migraine coming on, I drink two huge big bottles of mineral water and my migraine goes away. So supplementing your water and ensuring that you are drinking alkaline, high vibe, you can pray over your water, you can write words on the outside of your glass water bottle and allow those words to infuse, just like the Dr. Emoto research proves, you can write words on the outside of your cup and do it on the daily. What do you need today? I think this is a powerful and great way to up-level your water intake to then provide you exactly what you need. Infuse your water every day with what you need by writing the words on the outside of your cup. I believe affirmations are so helpful in our healing and using them as a our personal mantra to guide our thoughts to where they need to be. But I also believe that you should make up your own affirmations. (laughs) So here, understanding that this energy center is about connection. It is about desire. It is about creativity. What affirmation do you need to write for yourself around that? I allow my feelings to flow and balance to create their own equilibrium. I love personally the visual of this water flowing back and forth through this sacral chakra and seeing the emotions there in my sacral chakra. So emotions that are moving quickly that I'm not really thinking about that are maybe taking on a life of their own. (laughs) I see the water slowing that emotion down and the emotions that are stuck that are having a hard time being processed or move. I see that energy then moving in like a swamp that would be filled with moss and stuck, stuckness. (laughs) But then what would happen if a waterfall came into that mossy little pond? It would begin to move that moss. It would begin to move that water. So this is how I like to think about the water healing my emotions there. So so the, the stuck energy I feel like looks like moss, but then we have this waterfall that comes through and clears it all up. And then the reverse is true too. So I feel like the water that is rushing or the emotions that are rushing can then be flowing into that pond 
or stiller waters that then become this ocean, just this very comfortable ocean, like like middle of the ocean, calm day, just ever so gently flowing back and forth, flowing back and forth. And that would be my visual for you is to have this very comfortable flow back and forth. So you don't have to worry about the fast moving or the slow moving emotions. You don't have to categorize them. You can just imagine this gentle, comfortable flowing water back and forth and allow it to take care of itself. This is truly what I have found in energy work is we don't have to define it so acutely. We do the tools, we set the intention and our energy knows how to reach itself. It is always seeking equilibrium. So putting intention around any one of these tools allows your energy center to find its balance. So the color here, as you wear colors, as we talked about last week, you can then absorb psychometry. You absorb the energy frequency from your clothes. So you can wear orange, you can wear a reddish orange, but all about this orange color. So if you are a sports fan and you can wear your orange, fantastic. It could be your own little secret. (laughs) Nobody needs to know. They can just think you're really spirited or you can wear orange panties is super helpful here. You can wear orange jewelry if orange is not your favorite color, but allowing this energy, this color frequency to be absorbed by your energy center will be so powerful and balancing. These scents, again, you learned last week that each one of our energy centers has a connected sense. So the sense here for the second chakra is our sense of taste. This actually came out of my mouth the other day, which is why I wanted to add it on my podcast. It's about my book. Like I'm, I'm in my final edits. It is so good. I've gotten some really great feedback. I'm so excited to share it with you in the world. And I said, oh, I want it so bad. I could taste it. So our second chakra, where that desire and that creativity live, are connected to our sense of taste. And what happens when you think about biting into a perfectly dried mango, right? We've got this orange colored food. We're leading into the food already, but this is important because this, this particular example connects so many aspects of this energy center. So you're seeing this beautiful orange kind of tangy mango that you're about to take a great big bite into. And what is happening in your mouth right now? My bet is it's beginning to water like the element that balances this energy system. And you may even be feeling energy movement in that second chakra because you're creating this balance. You're creating this invigoration in this energy center. So foods that support this energy center include oranges and melons, coconut, honey, other sweet fruits that make your mouth water. And of course, drinking, becoming the water diva for yourself and enjoying high quality water that ideally is high mineral, alkaline, clean, and in a glass bottle or out of the tap, but no plastic bottles. The essential oils 
that help in balancing this energy center are powerful for lots of reasons. It is a liquid and it is absorbed here into this space very readily. So cedar wood heals in an inability to form emotional bonds or loneliness. Patchouli supports the acceptance of the body and encourages the fluidity of your physical body and tempers obsessive traits. Sandalwood heals loneliness and disconnection to others and to the divine. And Lang Lang aids in healing the inner child and its hurt feelings and traumas. So this energy center matures between the ages of seven and 14. And wouldn't that make sense? All of our sexual organs are fed by this energy. And this is when we go through puberty. This is when we begin to really have this desire for connection outside of our tribe, our initial tribe. This is when we friends become more important. This is when sexual feelings begin to appear. There is all of this energy beginning to invigorate and mature here in this window. However, because it is such a powerful window, what has happened in your life between the ages of seven and 14 that may have caused an energetic imprint around connection, creativity? Were you shamed for your creativity? Remember, shame is our lowest vibration. Were you shamed for the ways you were showing your creativity between seven and 14? And if so, go back and love up on that little child and tell them how powerful creativity is. Hold that little child and allow them to feel connected and supported and loved. Love yourself enough to heal, heal yourself enough to thrive. You can begin with loving your inner child first. The crystals that help to bring balance to this center. Carnelian increases self-esteem and confidence. Shungite eliminates negative energy and purifies the body. And tangerine quartz balances emotions. You can carry these in your pocket. You can use athletic tape and tape them onto your body until you feel like your energy has raised appropriately. Remember, we're not going to fret if we forget them at home. They're like your energetic weight set. You use them until your energy is raised to a certain level and then you don't need to carry them anymore or use them anymore because you've been, you would then be called to a different crystal, a different weight set. The mantra for this energy center is the word VAM and we can remember that as it's connected to sexual organs, VV vagina, VV VAM. So all of the mantras will have this ending sound, OM. We're just simply replacing the first letter. So last week was LAM, and you can remember that as lowest, L, L, LAM. This week, V, V, Vagina, <laughs> VAM. And it begins and it resonates in the keynote of D. So this would be the first note of the song, Amazing Grace. So that low, so it's not your lowest low like it was last week. Now it's just a little step up. It's in the resonance of D. And this sound calms the mind. And again, setting intention that it's the note of D. No one is paying attention. If you're on key, off key, set intention that your vom is balancing your sacral chakra. 
So we're going to do three right now. Get quiet if you can. Do not do this if you're driving. Sit with your spine straight, your shoulders back, your chin lowered. Taking a great big deep breath. Va. Did you feel that in your sacral chakra? Did you notice? This is going to be this week's meditation on my YouTube channel. YouTube, Erin Gray. I will include a link down below. But I go through this repetition nine times. And in this, come back to your VOM when you are feeling codependent. If you're feeling like you're blaming other people, if you feel uncreative, or feeling shameful, come back to this. Just begin to say this word over and over and over again. It will begin to bring balance, energetic balance here into this energy center. And to tap into your creativity, paint something or do something creative for your home. Where can you Put a piece of your creativity up in your home. Is that recording music that then is playing in your home? Is that painting someone, going to paint night with your friends and painting something? Where can you add a little bit of creativity into your home that then allows this aspect of your life to show up within the home? The archangel that I call upon for this energy center is Archangel Raphael. In Hebrew, Raphael means... It is God who heals and Raphael helps to soothe our emotions in this center so that we can obtain a healthy and balanced body and emotional system. The deities that you can call upon here, Vishnu and Shakti are the deities depicted within this chakra. Vishnu represents procreation and preservation, while Shakti embodies the split energy that exists here as one attempts to find balance between its outer world of responsibilities and its connected internal world of desire. Isn't that always the case? We are trying to strike this balance between our internal world of desire and our world of responsibility. Am I going to get my work done or am I going to go paint or watch my Netflix? <laughs> Maybe less creative and diving into that space, but you know, it can still be a desire and often a desire when we haven't self-cared enough because we absolutely just need to collapse because we're out of energy. So the lotus image here in this space is meditating on the image of a six-petaled orange lotus in this energy space. It will help to bring balance to your desires and support you in bringing your passion to life. So here, last week, the lotus had four petals. This week, six petals. So as you can see, remember, we have this beautiful visual of Mama Earth's energy rising up our tree root 
and feeding your root chakra lotus so that all four petals open up and then the energy rises up to the second chakra where the six petal lotus opens up. And then next week we will raise that energy again to open the next lotus. I love that visual of the energy rising up that root, opening up your root chakra the lotus there with four petals, opening up those petals and then rising that energy up to your six petal lotus and allowing that to open up so that then it is this continual flow of energy that is then ultimately going to open up each and every lotus within your body. So beautiful, so powerful as you open up to your own garden. So your 10 second rescue here. Again, our life is busy. I like to offer a quick 10 seconds. You can do any one of these things that may or may not be 10 seconds, but this one at least you can do if you're at the office or in the car, just are freaking out and need some emotional balance quickly. So place the first two fingers of your right hand on your right nostril and breathe in and out of your left nostril for eight to 10 breaths. And we have done this in class many times and it is really fascinating the majority of class typically feels energy movement right here in your sacral chakra. So two to three inches below your belly button. Notice, take eight to 10 breaths and just notice, are you feeling an energy shift here in the sacral chakra? So as you go throughout your week, think about what you are desiring. Think about where you want to be more creative in your life. Use your essential oils, use your crystals, eat your mango, use your breathing, use your vom, use all of your tools, wear your orange, taste new and different things, add some cinnamon to your coffee use each and every single one of these tools, pick a couple so that you can then allow this energy center to begin to nourish you and you can bask in connection, creativity, aliveness, and desire. Thank you so much for diving into the sacral chakra with me. Thank you so much for joining my newsletter at lovehealthrive.com, subscribing to my YouTube meditations at Erin Gray, and I will see you next week for part three of our chakra series. Love yourself enough to heal, heal yourself enough to thrive. Take care.